What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to yet another episode of Phoenix Down. This is episode 12.6. We are continuing our trek through Xenogears. Proving to be a very, very, very long game. And tonight I have with me Matt. Hello. Yeah, so uh, I guess one way or the other, we'll be done next recording. Yes, I've already made up my mind. Um, I am going to do everything in my power to complete this game. Luckily, I have caught up with most of my reviews on the site, so I have some time to actually play this. Um, from where I am, from where I'm, we're going to end <laughs> today, I'm still, from what it looks like, I've still got about 10 hours left. At least. Yeah. Um, I'm just about to disc two. Is where I'm at. But, um, yeah. Xeno Gears. God, it's been months. <laughs> we're still talking about this game. <laughs> but, um, Last we left off, we fought Id. Id was um, this fey-looking guy, fought like fey, very, very powerful uh, man. Um, and uh, we escaped, and uh, wise man kind of stopped him, and we think he's dead. Uh, Faye somehow waits. I don't think he is. Somehow I know he's not. <laughs> so, um, but uh, Faye um, wakes up from his little coma, and uh, we go back to the uh, your dressel, your dressel, <laughs> and um, start. We, we basically recap what happened with the ethos and holy crap, all this bad stuff happened, and the ethos is a bunch of. They're working for Solaris, and this is from here to where I am now is where things start to begin to make sense, or not really make sense, but things are getting set up. We, I know who the bad guys are in this. I now yeah. know. I know now. I, I don't necessarily know what they're trying to do, but I know who the bad guys are. I know who the good guys are, and I know where everybody stands. Um. Unless they shift everything around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, when we get back to the Drassel, um, we, everyone groups and talks about what's been going on. Uh, that um, Shavat agent that was there uh, at the Ethos headquarters, we bring her back. She tells us um, that Shavat is uh, basically... You can get to Shavat by going through the Babel Tower. Um, or you have to go climb the Babel Tower to get up to the top of it. It's, it, it. In fact, I was always under the impression that Shavat is a lot like Solaris, where it's a floating city, and you can only get to it by... Well, they said there was a communication array at the top of Babel Tower, right? And that from there they could contact Yeah. Shavat? Yeah. Or, or that's what they think going into it? Yeah. And so, that's the only way you can contact them, right? Yeah, that's the only way you can you can essentially contact it or get to the place. Yeah. Um. So we go to we're getting ready to go to the Babel Tower, uh, and we get a small cutscene showing the the guys in the orb, the floating orb, 
uh, talking to a man named Krillin. Um, and they're, they, I mean, everything that these people say, I don't know what's going on. They keep mentioning, uh, you know, nano machines and mother and uh, all these different projects and stuff like that. And I just can't. I'm the, I still personally don't know what's going on. I do know what those guys are called now. And I do realize that they, I, I'm, I'm guessing, I could be completely wrong, that they were once people who have basically had their conscious installed into this floating orb thing and are now giving orders to people. Yeah, I think they say that at one point. Yeah. That they like downloaded their... I don't know. Memories or whatever. Memories, yeah. And they're talking about um, uh, a whole bunch of stuff that I have no idea what they're talking about. (laughs) Uh, It's with Krillin, this this guy named Krillin, who I now know who is after this part. Um, So we go to uh, the... Tower of Babel, the Babel Tower, however you want to call it, um, and I really do like uh, how uh, how they label this in the little walkthrough thing I'm looking at. It says the goddamn Babel Tower level, <laughs> because that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> Agreed. Holy shit! Which actually, I should go ahead and just mention this. We got a couple of comments on one of our older podcasts uh, from Parallax. Parallax, um, saying, um, loving this series, Xenogears is one of my favorite games of all time, and it is so entertaining to listen to you guys try and figure out what the complexities of the plot as you go along. Some of your theories are spot on, others aren't, but that's the wonderful thing about playing through a game like this. Xenogears was one of the most incredible media experiences of my life. It opened my mind to thinking about so many different things in new ways, and I would be lying if I said I didn't shed a tear at the end. Uh, just uh, It's just a thrill to uh, be a fly on the wall of your experiences with this game, and I can't wait to hear more. Good luck, and never give up. I did respond to him, and um, he responded to me saying, also, the Tower of Babel section is one of the worst levels in video games. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge the game too harshly because of it. Just remove it from your mind once the, the torture is over. So thank you for that um, comment. I appreciate it. Uh, too late. I think it's already burned in there, though. It, it is. So Tower of Babel. Look, how do I explain this? You originally enter it, and it's almost like this big cave with like machinery laying around. And there's a pool down at the bottom of it. Yeah, it's clearly old. It's clearly decayed. You know, the bottom's filled up with water. It probably wasn't there initially, right? Yeah. It just looks like it's kind of fallen into disrepair. And so there's, like, broken pipes and broken walkways and stuff. And you, you get to experience the fun that is Xenogears platforming. Yes. So and Xenogears, Indiana Jones. <laughs> I, um, I got very um, acquainted with with that pond multiple fucking times because every time I'd make a jump or excuse me, attempted a jump, I would fall down to the pool and I'd have to go all the way around, climb all the way back up. And then I had to find that I found a rope. I had to swing on and it, you know, they even gave you directions on how to do it. And I still messed up multiple times. 
Yep. And you know, then there's this part that leans, and you have to. Yeah. yeah as so, soon as you step on it, it starts to fall over. Yeah. I'm just like, my God, this is so fucking annoying. And even if you make it to that like fourth area and you fall in the water, you get to go all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. My problem was just that like the first parts were so easy that I would rush them and end up dying just as much trying to get back to the parts that were hard. Because I was like, I don't want to spend any time on these stupid, like, same five jumps that are so easy. And I would just try and speed through it and always just fall into the water stupidly. So, basically, here's what happens. What we find out after traveling through this entire fucking place is you find a control room. And this control room, you'll start to notice that, hey, we've been climbing something that has basically been turned over or it's kind of sitting straight up and down kind of find out this is actually um remember that ship at the very 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 beginning of the game that first cutscene yeah that's what that ship is oh at least that's what i'm gathering from it um that uh the ship that fell to the to the to the the earth or whatever this planet is basically crash landed that's what the tower is next time i die in this game and i have to restart i think i'm gonna watch that cutscene over again okay because i remember it was pretty interesting but i want to see if there are any ties or if i can see the babel tower in that ship somehow yeah but um that's why everything's just kind of like it looks like you're you're climbing stuff and it should be Right side up, I guess, is what you should say. Or what I should say. Um, so we travel through it. Um, there's like an elevator. It's not really an elevator if, you, if you're thinking that it's actually supposed to be laying down. So it should be just moving us right to left. Like a tram car. Yeah. And um, we eventually start getting up to the top. Um we, and I should mention there's this gigantic mirror there. Um, and I'll mention that because we're going to get to that a little bit later. So we eventually make it to this platform. And uh, on this platform, we run into uh, some Gibbler forces. In fact, it's actually Ramses. And we have a boss fight with Ramses and um, Yang, Mang, Mang. <laughs> Whatever the hell her name is. Um, we, we fight them. I uh, can't remember exactly what happened after that. Uh, wasn't really difficult. Um, at this point, like, I have leveled up so much. Like, I've, I've grinded after that. I mean, after the, the, the last recording we had, I grinded a good amount and got probably about six levels out of it. And learned a lot of death blows. And that's what I was trying to do. I wasn't trying really to level up. I was trying to learn all these death blows. Because I got a big ass list that I have saved on my computer. <laughs> that tells me exactly what I need to press to learn these death blows. Um, and we'll get to that pretty soon. Because I know you're having trouble with something uh, later on. Yeah, I leveled not because I wanted to learn new death blows. As much as out of necessity. Because I could not beat uh, the the final boss before you get to the Babel Tower. And sadly, I was kind of stuck in this awful hallway where uh, 
basically the encounters weren't that frequent and they also did not provide that much XP. Yeah. So I spent a full three hours Jesus. in this room just walking back and forth and back and forth. Sound was turned off. I wasn't paying any attention to it. I was like, I just need to sit here and jump up levels. So I, I ended up not leaving that hallway until I'd gone up 10 or 11 levels. It's my Forever. it's my experience that your level doesn't matter as much as what death blows you learned. Do, do they not come automatically with levels? Because I feel like I always got them on even levels. You still have to use the inputs, you know, like with the, the death blow input, even though you don't know it, you have to do it in sequence during battles, and it makes the bar go up. Uh, I should probably figure out which ones I'm not working towards then. Yeah, uh, the, there's there. It's in the menus. It shows you which which ones you're you don't have yet. But um, so we fight Ramses. They retreat. Um, go back to a ship. Their ship gets under attack, and they, they you know they're saying it's um, Shavat doing it, and then they fly off. Um, then we continue. Climbing the Tower of Babel again. Um, this time, uh, basically, it's like cogs or something. There's like there's bridges that you can step on that take you up, or like little elevators. And then there's like um, these fans that you have to get to rotate. Yeah, I have no jumps. idea what their their actual function is in this world because they're far too slow to work as a fan. I don't know what they do. Since this is a spaceship, I have no idea. <laughs> but um, so w w what ends up happening is we we finally reach the top. I'm just I'm I'm like I really want to just skip through this Tower of Babel stuff. Needless to say, this stuff right here took me about two to two and a half hours to get through. You know, and that's that's because it just because it was that long, or because you. Because I kept falling. Uh, see, I don't. Th I don't think I fell once in this part. At this part, I fell maybe once, but it was one of those devastating ones where I had already jumped a lot. Oh. And I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta do this again!" And all these random fucking encounters and stuff like that. It took me a long time to cook. Like, and I was like, and I did it in sections. Like, yeah. I found a save point after the fight with Ramses and turned it off, and then came back to it later on that day. I fell once on the one of those little elevators where you have to jump and like fall half a story to get onto it. Yeah, I know which ones as, you're talking about. As opposed about. to all, all the ones, all the other ones you just kind of step onto. Yeah, it's just like I'm I'm still I'm still messing up with some of these jumps because I get overzealous with the whole R and L buttons, and oh, yeah. I I rotate the camera and just like completely mess up <laughs> my jump. So. But anyway, we make it to the top, and uh, this gear comes out of nowhere. It has this little girl in it, um, and she's she says she's from Shabbat, and she doesn't want us to be here, and she wants to fight us. So um, we have a big boss fight with her. I don't think she had any problem. I don't have any. I don't think I had any problem with her. Yeah, I I thought she was pretty easy. Yeah. Um. Beat the crap out of her, and kind of announced she is, um, I guess she was just testing us to see if we were worthy to go up to Shabbat. Yeah. 
Yeah, because we get to the top of the tower and there's nothing there. Yeah. Like, there's no city, there's no communications array. So, it's a good thing she showed up to test us, I guess. <laughs> so, um, she takes us up to the floating city of Shavat. And, um, Shavat's pretty damn big. Um, they, uh... I don't know why there aren't more guardrails on floating cities. I don't know either. I guess everybody... By the way, I mean, people could just be walking down, stumble, and, like, fall to their death. <laughs> like, routinely. That could just be a thing that happens every day in this... in Shavat. There's no guardrails. There's no... There's nothing to stop you from just falling off. This is true. <laughs> but, um, we do get another... Everyone will live there. <laughs> I don't either. Trust me. I hate heights. Um, <laughs> I... We do get another cutscene, basically, with the um, the bald dudes in the sphere uh, talking about um, how they've made it to Shabbat. And, basically, Gebler is useless or whatever. So, um, let's go here. Um, then we go to Shabbat. Uh, Shabbat's pretty large place. Um... This little girl that we fought originally is uh, her name is Maria. She um she lived with Shavat. Um, she she talks about how her father helped develop her gear and um her father was like some kind of big scientist who worked on gears and things like that. Did a bunch of experiments and things. Uh, and then we're able to basically. Explore Shavat, which is huge, running around here. Um, I, I found it kind of a confusing place, uh, but I knew I had to go talk to the queen. Mm -hmm. um, but along the way, I did run into Saitan's wife, who was here, and her daughter, and his daughter. And um, so Saitan really didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hadn't seen his wife in probably months, and just I, it, it was kind of jarring for me. I was like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> like this, the, the writing in this game is not t that terrific. So, but yeah, exploring Shavat, I know that there was a big room with a bunch of choo choos running around. Yep. Um, didn't really do much there. I know there's a crap ton you can do here. I know I did buy a little equipment. Um, I, didn't, I didn't do anything with the stones. There's a bunch of different stones that you can find. Yeah, I didn't do that. And I know you could fish. For, I think I stole cape from the fish. I can't remember. Um, I, looking it up, because I was curious about what all this stuff did, it actually opens up a um, a room where you can get some, get some, I guess, equipment and stuff. Um, it's actually Wise Man's room. Wise Man lived here. Uh. Yeah. Um. But uh, speaking of wise man, um, he's dead. He won't mind all this stuff. But yeah. Wait. <laughs> oh, he's alive. He's alive. He's right there in front of the uh, the queen's uh, throne room, I guess. Just hanging out. Yep. And um, <laughs> they never really explain anything as, as yeah. far as like, hey, how'd you escape? <laughs> That's why I wanted to ask him, like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. He's just standing there. So we go and we talk to the queen. Um, queen Zypher, 
Zephyr. 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 Um, she explains a few things. Like, I was always under the impression that Shavat may have been bad guys, too. You know, I thought that they were kind of like not really in cahoots with Solaris. But equivalent to but them. But equivalent to them, thinking that land dwellers were pieces of crap. Yeah. Um, but that's completely different. Uh, these people are very peaceful people. And um, we then... I, there's, there's a bunch of talking. We talked to the queen. I can't really remember much from that talk. I'm skimming through this little walkthrough thing. Uh, just talking to Bart. Um, but anyway, uh, what happens is while we're there, Shavak gets, um, I guess, uh, infiltrated by uh, enemy forces. Yeah, alarms start going off, and yeah, um, and we have to go down to the. We were originally going to take an elevator. Uh, Maria was going to take us, um, but uh, we were going down the elevator, and the elevator got stuck or something like that. So we had to jump through the service tunnels. Yeah, this was another place I got stuck for a little bit. I didn't really get stuck here, but damn, I just got. Mm, not necessarily lost, but just sick of being here. I got sick of fighting those tears. Oh yeah, those fucking things. But once I once I kind of figured, like I I actually died here twice and had to restart the game. From um, random battles. Yeah, from the first two times I fought these tears, because basically as soon as I killed one, the other one would take out my entire team in one hit. Yeah. Uh, but once I kind of figured out. Exactly like how many points of damage I could do and spread it out so that I could kill them before I could they could retaliate. I found out that these guys were much faster to beat and provided much more XP than the people that I was grinding on before. So I spent about another hour here just fighting these guys. <laughs> so um, what's funny is they 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 were coming. Uh, I guess Solaris or or. Oh, I can't remember who who invaded Shavat. Uh, it was Solaris guards, right? Yeah, I, I thought it was just Dominia. I thought there weren't. Dominia was there, so I guess, and she works for Solaris. I thought there weren't a lot of regular people. Yeah, we didn't fight many regular people. It was like gears that had showed up. They were trying to take. Uh, Maria's gear. Yeah. Because I knew I had something special about it. Yeah. Is that uh, one of the ones that they call Omni Gears? I don't or, think... Or is that something else? I don't think that's one of them. I know Bart's that we're going to get a little later on is... That's an Omni Gear? That's an so, Omni Gear. So, you know, spoiling a little bit ahead, an Omni Gear is not one of the ones that has, like... Humans in it? integration? I, I don't think so. I, I could be wrong, so I mean I don't I don't think so. I know that Bart's can be manipulated through just thought, right? But um, like if you notice Maria, if you ever have her in your party and she's in her gear, she's not actually in it. She's standing on top of it. So I don't know, uh, but they come to get her gear. Um, uh, we have to do some more platforming. With um, these little fans again. 
Uh, they actually give us a map of this area. Yeah. Didn't really help me out. Yeah, I didn't really use it. I checked it, like, as soon as, like, you get the map, and then you can't use it for a little bit. And then they tell you, oh, now you can use your map. So I looked at it once, and I'm like, this is not very detailed. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, I just never looked at it again after that. So, um, we eventually make it to the gear itself. We're, we're, we're trying to rescue it. Domina's there. Um, and we begin another cutscene talking about stuff. When we could be beating her ass, we, we're, we're talking to her. Um, she tells us, or she tells Maria that her father was actually doing some pretty wild experiments with gears and human beings. And, um, basically sacrificing people to try and get a consciousness inside of a gear. Yeah. So that they can pretty much just pilot themselves. Yeah, to cut down the lag time yeah. of having to steer it yourself. And, um, you know, she doesn't want to believe it and stuff like that, but uh, eventually, you know, they... <laughs> yes, that's really what happened. Um, <laughs> and, and to this point... Um, we, I noticed that from here on, they start making us split up into groups and having to choose our party members, but there's always one or two party members we have to take with us. Yeah. Which has never been really a big problem for me. Um, I, you know, I, I don't use... Um, oh, God, what's his name? Rico? Much? Yeah, I I don't usually pick him. I usually pick... Faye and Saitan. Yeah. Um, and I've been picking Billy as my third. But for the for the gear defense section, I did pick Rico. Yeah. Just because he can take a lot of hits. Although I wish I hadn't picked him because he's incredibly slow. He is very slow. I I usually obviously have Faye with me, but I, I try to keep um, uh, Ellie with me as, as well because I have that ether doubler on yeah, her. Yeah, see, I don't have the ether doubler, so I kind of intentionally avoid using her most of the time. And that thing is awesome with her, because she has all those elemental attacks and stuff, and once you find out if something's weak against elemental attacks, man, it's a cakewalk. So, we have to start dividing people into a defense. I can't remember what happened with Domina. Um, what does happen with her? Her and Jesse have a little chat. But she doesn't, then, she doesn't take the gear, though, does she? No, she just kind of runs away. Yeah, I can't remember. So, they're trying to attack these degenerators. The generators could basically bring down Shavat. And, um, basically, all the defenses would go away, and then anybody could just come in. So, um... We're having to stop all this before the generators get attacked. Uh, and we have to split up into different groups. Um, I can't even remember who I used. I know I used Faye. I know I used Bart and Ellie. And probably Billy. Because I know I don't use... Um, I don't use... Uh, God. Rico. Suave. Jesus. <laughs> um... I didn't have much of a problem here, but I did have a problem with the one with the, the gigantic one. Uh, I can't remember. The what, last one? N well, not the boss fight. 
the the one that I had Faye go against, it was like two. It was either one or two of those knights, and then the 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 gigantic one with the horns. Oh yeah. 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 I had a little bit of problem with that one. I had to heal a bunch of times on that one, but um, beat it finally. Um, and uh, the big gear that uh, Maria's father made shows up. Um, mm-hmm. and it starts talking to her in her father's voice. And then we find out that the father has basically implemented himself into that gear. And of course, she doesn't want to fight it because it's her dad. Um, then we're, we're, we're previewed to something that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Choo Choo says that she or he or whatever the fuck that thing is I think it's a girl um, says so she's going to fight it and she climbs up on top of Shavat <laughs> and then turns gigantic kind of like the, the villains from Power Rangers and we have a choo-choo versus gear fight and what's kind of crazy is is that choo-choo is a badass Yeah. at least in this fight doesn't take any damage. Doesn't take any damage. Does massive damage to the other gear. Uh, the other gear gets really pissed off and does like a final shot and hurts it, makes it shrink back down. And now we got to go back and actually fight it ourselves. Uh, well, actually, Maria, she jumps into her gear or jumps on top of her gear and we have to fight it with her. As far as this goes, I didn't really have much of a problem. Nikolai, that was his name. The father. Yeah. Uh, we fight it. I didn't have a problem with it. Did a couple of level three death blows and was done. And um, we get another cutscene saying that he he's basically going to destroy himself. And, you know, it's not really him. It was like the, the machine basically took over him and, you know. Some anybody can program a machine, and uh, the bad guys just programmed it. And you know, I'll always be with you, and man, 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 whatever. <laughs> it, touching family stuff that wasn't really as touching as it should have been. Well, you know what's crazy about this game, and it's not just this game. I noticed it because while while this stuff was going on, like I, I started remembering other games like Final Fantasy VII, especially because I keep going back to seven because that was the quintessential RPG when I was playing. Right. You know, and all RPGs back in those days, they would introduce a character like 30 or 40 hours in, but still have to give it a backstory. <laughs> and it just felt out of place, you know, like like Maria, for instance. You know, we had to have a backstory. She had to fight her demon, which yeah. was her dad, you know, and, and I was like, this is completely just this has nothing to do with the story at hand. You know, and, yeah. and Final Fantasy VII had that too. And I distinctly remember Red Thirteen, when we went to Cosmo Canyon, had nothing to do with the story whatsoever. But we had to go back to his hometown and deal with a ghost of us of of like his his father or his mother or something like that was defending the the town and got turned to stone and shit. I was like, this has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> but we have to do it because well, you got to have a backstory to your characters, you know. Yeah. And I was just, and this felt the exact same way. 
I was just like, this is, you know, it has no bearing on the story. You know, it's just, oh, now she joins us, and that's how it goes. Or you became friends with Maria, as I say. So, after that, we get a bunch of cutscenes. Yay, we stopped them. Uh, we need to basically go to Solaris, is what they're saying. But um, before that, uh, Bart's like, do, do we the, we need to stop Avey from taking over Neeson. Or am I am I getting that mixed up? Is it Avey? I know we have to go protect Neeson. Yeah, from Avey soldiers, or from the other. What was the other country? Uh, what was the other country? That was the one. Shikan was dictating. Whatever it is. The one that Gebler was helping out. Yeah. Fuck! It's been so long. I'm. I, I have no idea. But anyway, for the sake of not knowing. Excuse the, li- the listeners. Excuse us. A lot of stuff has happened in this game. We can't remember everything. <laughs> Kislev. Kislev. There you go. Right? That's yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to save Ave. Yeah. Nissan is the capital of Ave. Um, and we get word that Kislev is beginning to invade Ave once again. So Bart's like. We're going down there and we're finishing this shit once and for all. So, uh, and oh, and I do have to mention, uh, your Drassel can now fly. We now have an airship. Yeah, because it ha- it now has Shavat technology. Exactly. So, um, we travel back to Nissan, um, and uh, the uh, actually it is a Vey. Avey soldiers are in town. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Avey soldiers took over Nissen. Um, we sneak in. We kill all the soldiers. Um, and we have to go look for the rest of the townspeople. The townspeople are gone. We don't know where they are. Um, and um, we find a sister from the uh, the chapel. She tells us that they've probably went to the vault where they're keeping the um the they're where where we have to use the famita jasper or that's where it is the jasper yeah um so we choose who we want to take with us we go down to we, we which is it's in Neeson it's on the other side of Neeson we meet Margie because we've got to have Margie because she has one piece of the Famita Jasper, while Bart has the other piece. And we travel down a bunch of stairs. We go down to a cave. Can't figure out how to open it. Finally, <clears throat> um, Margie knows how to open it. So she opens it. We go in. Avey's already in there. Um, we fight a bunch of Avey soldiers. Um, and they're, all the refugees are there as well. And... Um, we we finally decide. Hey, this is where they're keeping the 
the treasure. We don't really know what the treasure is, um, but most people have hinted at it being a gear. Yeah. I feel like anytime there's something hidden in this world, it's a gear. Yeah. So Some uh, random unknown gear. Yeah. So we go down a long elevator. We reach this um, door that is uh, locked, um, and there's a panel that pops up, and it's, this is where they insert their pieces of the Famita Jasper. Couldn't find out. The Famita Jasper is actually the two people's eyes. Um, it's basically their retinas. It's a retinal scan, and it requires him and her. It requires somebody with their bloodline in it. Yeah. It scans it. The doors open. We travel in. I, I'm trying to remember inside here. It's. This to, to me, this was one of the most confusing places in this game so far. It's it's one big circle. Yeah, some sometimes I would find myself feeling like I was going forward and then ending up in a room that I had already been in. And not to mention that's confounded by you have to actually backtrack occasionally. Yeah. Some of the places have two different entrances. There's at least one elevator. <laughs> So it's basically a big circle with a bunch of corridors. You can go down a corridor and then go into another room and it veers off and it comes down another corridor and oh, it's that circle again. It's just you didn't know that. And so there's two ways to go around it. A big ass circle all the way around or a small circle in the middle with a whole bunch of corridors. And some of those corridors actually lead to rooms that don't circle around. Yeah, for me, again, it was the fact that you can rotate the camera. Yeah. So there were a lot of Y-shaped hallways. And I would always think, like, all right, this this arm of the Y goes to this room and the other arm goes to the other room. But that all gets switched around when you come into that hallway from a different one of those arms. You know, I, I thought I had things oriented, and I apparently never did. Yeah. But eventually we run into the treasure. That treasure happens to be a gigantic gear. Uh, these gears are, um, well, this gear uh, looks a lot like Bart's gear. Um, it's the same kind of body style, I guess you'd say. And um, these are what they call Omni gears. They're the baddest of the bad. They're very ancient, but they're very powerful as well. When we reach that gear, it seems like everything turns on, like the uh, the emergency power turns on and everything like that. Um, we go back to the control panel to, to figure out how we can get the gear running, moving it. Um, and we go when we go back to the control panel, um, we actually activate the the entire area. Uh, this big this this gigantic thing that we're in basically is a ship. It is like a gigantic spaceship-looking thing. In fact, it looks a lot like a UFO. The old, like, 1960-looking UFOs. And it comes up out of the ground and just begins to float. Um, and there's a little comical scene with Bart accidentally hitting a button and it was shooting a laser. And <laughs> everybody's like, well, did you, I didn't mean to do that, you know. And everybody's like, what are you looking at me for? But anyway, um, it also opens up a top part of it. And yeah, which looks like an observatory dome. Yeah. And um, the, the troops just come right on in. 
along with uh, Shakan. I hate Shakan. Yeah. Um, we had to fight a bunch of, of uh, soldiers. These soldiers actually gave me a little bit of trouble, not because of the, the soldiers themselves, but those friggin' priest guys who kept using that seal attack on me. Oh, yeah. That damn thing knocked me out. Uh, eventually, see, after after we leave um, Shavat, um, I actually did a little bit more level grinding because after Shavat, all your characters basically get to learn new death blows. They, they, they become available to learn. And so I started working on those. Um, learn a good amount of them before going into this part. Uh, didn't level up much. I didn't take long to to learn those death blows. Um, and these death blows are actually elemental death blows. Uh, I think this might be what I have to do next. Yeah. Um, so, you know, wind, earth, fire, water, heart. Um, <laughs> all those, um, I learned a, a good amount of those. So I, I was using those against those of a soldiers. Um Basically, what happens is that Avey soldiers surround us. Shavat's there. Margie runs off and escapes with them, or escapes from them. Uh, and then they go after her. Um, so we have to go and find Margie now. The only difference is now uh, we found a, a panel, like it was another one of those uh, Famita Jasper panels that require retinas. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Sigurd shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, he, he came out of nowhere. I guess he just followed us down. But there's a good thing he did follow us down because we go to that panel. Bart's like, I don't know what to do. We can't do anything. We need Maria. We need, yeah, we need more Margie. Margie. Yeah. And Sigurd's like, just relax. I got this. <laughs> and so they scan both their eyes and it works. Bart doesn't really question it. Well, he kind of does. He says, why does your eye work? He said, I don't worry about it. <laughs> and so, um, um, shit, what are we going to say? Um, we, we get it working. Uh, we gotta go save Margie. We go back into the main room where the gears are. Um, there's an explosion. Uh, we don't know what happened. We run over there, and Margie is actually inside the gear operating it. Um, and then come to find out, it's actually activated by thought. Um, in fact, Saitan knows this for some reason and just kind of radios it in right before Bart gets blasted. And... Um, we begin the fight with gear. Somehow, somehow, all your other party members brought their gears with them. So now we're now we're in a gear fight with a bunch of guys. Um, wasn't very difficult. Shakan leaves, run, runs off, um, and now we have ourselves a nice little Omni gear for Bart. Uh, and we um. And this thing is jacked compared to the regular gears. Yeah, this thing has over ten thousand hit points. Yeah. While everybody else is around 8,000, something like that. Uh, yeah, mine had like 16 to 18,000, and everyone else has 8. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that, this thing is badass compared to the rest of them. Um, but I just noticed, actually, 
um, looking through this little uh, guide here, uh, they mentioned uh, the um, – so I caught the correlation to begin with whenever we were in the Tower of Babel, but I didn't catch this. When um, the Jasper right, – they call it the Jasper from now on, the, the gigantic-looking floating UFO thing. Uh-huh. Um, it it may possibly be a um a reference to something in the opening cutscene too. It, I, I just saw a picture of it correlating, um, and I'll just go ahead and mention it. It looks a lot like a ship that was shooting upon the Tower of Babel ship. So. Yep, I'm definitely gonna have to rewatch that. Yeah. Next time I die, which I don't think will be very far in the future. <laughs> so, um, we cut back to uh, um, Nissen. We're back at Nissen. We start talking about um, going into these different gates. Uh, we're going to have to go to Solaris. We're sticking it to the man. We're going to Solaris. We're going to stop these guys once and for all. The only problem is nobody really knows where Solaris is because it's masked by this force field kind of thing. And the force field is powered by three different gates that are located on the world. Um, we know where two of them are. One is at the Ethos headquarters, while the other one was, um, I guess, right outside of the Famita. Or, the, or yeah. the Jasper. Yeah, it was like in a cave. Yep. Who, who knew that? I think Saitan, an, another one of those things Saitan pulls out of his ass that he knows about. Yeah. Seems like, seems like something he would do. Yeah, so uh, all right, in order for us... Sig- Sigurd also knows. Yeah. Well, we, we come to find out, well, I forgot to mention that, we do get a cutscene with Bart and Sigurd saying, look, I'm your half-brother. <laughs> <laughs> Our dad was a bit of a whore. So, um, or it might have been their mom. I can't remember. <laughs> but they're related. They're half brothers. And somehow both have eye patches. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we go down to the cave that's right outside of the Famita. Or the Jasper. I keep calling it the Famita. Famita was the name of their father, wasn't it? I want to say yes. Uh, okay. I could be completely wrong. But the Jasper. Um, we go into that cave. That's where the first gate is. We have to destroy these three gates in order to discover Solaris, to figure out where it's at. And we know it's floating in the sky somewhere. We just can't see it. So we have no idea where to look. In fact, it's one of those force fields where it it isn't physically there until those gates are gone too. So I guess we could just fly through it and not even know it. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm I'm going by what this game is telling me. Alternate dimension. Yeah, it's in another dimension. Um, so we reach that gate, um, and uh, Shakan's there, and uh, he's in this big gear that floats and it's on like this ball, and um, he has actually hooked himself up to the gate. With the gear. Yeah, there's the gate generator that's powering it. 
and he's he's he, decided he can siphon that power off to power up his gear. Yeah, make his gear even more powerful. Yeah. And up next is is something. It's the first time in the game where I said something, and the characters even questioned it. <laughs> Out of fucking nowhere, Kraft <laughs> shows up. And the first thing that comes out of Faye's mouth is, how did he get in here? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's a good fucking question, Faye. Because I have no clue how he got yeah, in Yeah, unless he followed you down into the cave, like, hiding behind you. Like, where did he come from? I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> so anyway, he does his whole spiel of, do you want power? And of course, you know. So predictable, Graph. Yeah, Shakan's like, of course I want power. I have enough power here, and it's like your power is meaningless compared to mine. And so he, you know, he gives him the power again, like he does with everybody. And, and I'm, I'm slowly starting to begin to realize what this guy's doing. Graph is basically coming to make everybody that we're fighting against badasses and harder to defeat, so that Faye can get better at killing shit. Because, you know, his his mission is to make Faye this killing machine so he can use it to, quote-unquote, kill God. That's yeah. what that's, that's his mission. So I think he's basically, all of our adversaries, he's trying to make stronger so that Faye can kill them and be even stronger. Er. At least that's my thoughts. I could be completely wrong. He just comes and does that. He never really... You know, yeah, if you really wanted Fade dead, I'm sure you could help. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. But anyway, so he gives Shakan the uh, the power and go into a boss fight. And this is the boss fight you are at right now. This is the boss fight that I am stuck on currently. And um, I know you mentioned in the email today saying that. Uh, you you were having trouble with this boss fight and saying that your your attacks are doing no damage. Yeah, I'm also stuck with Billy, who has no ammo, despite the fact that I've bought ammo every single time I can. Well, I oh shit, I think I broke my chair. <laughs> so um, I've kind of put Billy to the side. Yeah, I'm about to do the same. And um, I just love the fact that he can heal everybody. Yeah, that's that's a really nice one. Um, I I I was actually using Maria because while Maria is completely fucking useless whenever she's out of the gear, her gear is actually pretty badass. Um, and her death blows are really nice in the gear. Um, and so I had her with me. And um, what what you mentioned in your um emails were that you were you were doing no damage and I asked you if you were doing saving up for level three power level three death blows. And you said right. no. Do you do you know if you even have any power level three death blows? I do not know. Okay. That is the secret to these boss fights because pretty much after Shikan you go to yet another boss fight and yet another boss fight and then another one. <laughs> and if you don't use these level 3 death blows then you're you're not going to do much damage 
So basically, just how you would uh, doing combos out of your gears. You know, whenever you just you know attack with a triangle attack and then stop and then attack with another triangle attack and stop. Build up. You got to do that with the with your gears as well. Right. You'll unlock different tiers of death blows. And Faye, I've got one death blow with Faye right now in his gear that does like it's close to three thousand damage. It's like two thousand something damage. And that's not because equipment that you have modifying his attack power? I don't believe so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been getting the best equipment I can get for it. Um, as far as equipment goes, like equipping my gear with, with those three things that you can equip them with, mm-hmm. I, may, I mainly been doing that for defense and not really for upping my attack power. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, like especially like if I'll fight something and notice that I was using a lot of electrical stuff, I'll give me something with electrical armor, mm-hmm. you know, and and things like that. But no, I mean, and you're you're actually a higher level right now than I am at the, when I was at this point. Yeah, my guys are all at level sixty. Yeah, my I was at like probably fifty four, fifty five right here. Hmm. So, I mean, it's it. It's not really – you just you have to use those level 3 death blows. The cool thing is, because I read up on this, apparently after the whole Shavat thing, um, your gears or at least some of your gears can go into this thing called hyper mode. And in hyper mode, like I think it lasts like either three or four turns or something like that when you're in hyper mode. If you, if you don't use any death blows for a long period of time – and just like attack, 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 and get your power level to three, and then it'll it'll start working on your hyper mode. When you go into hyper mode, it does different types of death blows that do massive damage. Really? I, yeah. I How have do you trigger it? Just just by attacking and not using death blows. Just keep stacking your power level. Um, it it actually pops up like every time whenever you're choosing attack or ether or something like that on the left hand side there's a bunch of like little stats and right there one of those stats it says uh, uh, hyper mode and there's a percentage hmm. I always thought those stats were just useless yeah me too but now that apparently that that's real I have yet to put anybody into hyper mode so I have no idea. But that's that's from what I've read in the and there was a separate fact that I was looking through that you can do that, so that may actually help too. Um, but I haven't I haven't triggered or anything. I just kept I'd get each character up to a level three death blow, and then just do a level three death blow and rinse and repeat if I needed to. So I beat. So you- you only go down to level two, though, right? Like when you do your level three death blow. No, you go back to one. You go all the way back to one. Yeah, and you have to build it back up again. So, um, yeah, I, be, I beat Shikan. Um, Shikan blows up, and um, when he blows up, he takes out that gate along with him. So. Um, you want to keep going? Yeah, maybe. Well, you're on the third gate, right? I just finished the third gate, and I have reached Solaris. Oh, damn. I'm in Solaris right now. See, that's kind of why I feel like this game might be a little bit too long, because that feels like 
the end of the game. It sounds like the end of the game. Like, you got there. You got to the bad guys. It's time for the final fight. Yeah. Beat uh, up Solus, Solaris, and then, you know, find out the people who were behind the curtain. You know, one more level, fight them, and then game over. But looks like we still got at least ten more hours before that. Yeah, we do. Um, and from what the fact is looking like, we actually leave Solaris. We get there, yeah. some, some bad shit happens, and then leave. Yeah. Like, I can't remember. I played this game, and... Did I mean, you beat it before? I, I, th- I think I did. That's the thing. Like, I, you know, I was thinking about that the other day, because I was like, you know, I'm getting to parts here where I, I don't even vaguely remember this shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, granted, I was 13 when I played this game, so... I mean, I wasn't the brightest kid in the world. <laughs> But surely to God, I would have remembered some of this stuff. But it's like, this is like, like I totally remembered the first probably 10 to 15 hours of this game. But now, like where I'm at now, I'm like, dude, I don't remember any of this. It's like I'm playing it again, like for the first time. So, I mean, I, maybe I didn't make it as far as I thought. I could have sworn I beat this game. And I could have, I, I know I could have I sworn I've, I've switched discs. We haven't even switched discs yet. So I, I don't know. I, it's it's been a long time. It's been over fifteen years. <laughs> Crazy. So I, I do not know, but I, I'll I'll I, I don't know. The, the the next two gates aren't really that difficult to to go through. Okay. So I mean, after that, Bart. Um. Oh shit! I kind of skipped ahead. This is where we learn, you know, where where he's him and Sigurd talk. Um, actually, Bart. It, it's so strange how this works. So so there's a there's a cutscene that you're gonna see. Bart goes back to, um, his country after Shakan's dead. He's he's gone. He's no longer the ruler. Bart. Everybody's saying, "Oh, he's our king now." You know, oh, he's back. The you know, it's back in the. The throne, you know, and everybody's, you know, happy and he wants to make a speech. He's making a speech and he says that I'm turning this into a republic. That's what he says. And then not even like two minutes later or not even two minutes later, like two, like two, two sentences later. They're like, everybody wants you to be the king. He's like, all right. I'm like, so you just declared to everybody that it's going to be a republic and you say, nah, I'm going to be king. (laughs) can't have a monarch and a republic at the same time guy you know <laughs> so everybody's cheering it, it, it's such a strange strange scene but anyway later on that night is when Bart and Sigurd have that moment of well you know I'm your brother kind of thing which if you hadn't already got that and then we, we get a scene where everybody's sitting around a table they're talking about you know, hey, we did pretty good on that one. We need to now go and beat the other, um, go, break the other gate, the second gate. And the, se- the second gate is under the Ethos headquarters. And if you remember correctly, that's where we fought Id and it had that gigantic city up under. And, that, and they Z- all. Zeboim, right? Zeboim? Zeboim. Um, Zeboim, whatever. That just sounds so not cool that saying Zeboim. Zeboim. Sounds weird to me. It's like Sheboygan. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
uh, so then they're they're talking about it and saying, well, we can't, we don't know where this gate is. This this place was huge when we went down there last. And they're like, well, maybe we should just destroy the entire fucking place. And so um, they say, well, we don't know how to do that. Well, they have the bright idea of saying, oh man, you know that uh that cannon that uh was shot from Jasper. You know, whenever Bart accidentally shot that uh, laser, yeah, that thing may actually be powerful enough to uh, destroy that gate. So everybody's like, "Yeah, that sounds like a great idea." It's like, "Well, how do we how do we get it to shoot directly down into the earth?" They're like, "Well, hey, there was a big ass mirror on the Tower of Babel. Why don't we use it to reflect it down?" And so that's what we do. <laughs> so we split teams. We have one team go to Jasper while the other team goes back to the Babel Tower. And um, let's see here. While that's going on, we get another cutscene with the, uh, the the floating guys and the head, the heads, in the in the large orb. Yep. They're talking to Ramses and Myang, Myang. Um and they're basically saying, "Look, we know what they're trying to destroy the 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 gates. They're on their way to do it. Um, you, you know, you have failed us for the last time, kind of deal." And they're like, "Look," and then Ramses is like, "I got this covered." He goes and sends his little elements to go fight us again, and he sends them to both places. So, um, traveling to, um, God, now they, they go all sorts of places. They go to all these separate places. We get dropped off by the Yerdrassel, um, uh, to the Babel Tower, right there at that big mirror. Um, and we start splitting the, the party up. So we got half the party over there at the Jasper. We got half the party at um at the Tower of Babel. Uh, we get into fights with Domina and um the the girl who never opens her eyes. I can't remember what her name is, but um we fight them. Didn't have much of a problem here, but they did they did soak up a good amount of uh, power from me. Um. And then on the other side, like, so two sides have to, both sides have to have at least one party member. Uh, like, Billy is going to go to Jasper to shoot the laser because he's good at shooting guns. And mm-hmm. Saitan is going to be the one aiming the the mirror because he's good at calculations. So that's, those guys are locked in. Um, Billy gets ready to fire laser here comes those other two elements the uh the the one goofy ass girl who makes no sense whatsoever yeah and these are the same two we fought before right yeah the ones we fought um while down there in sheboygan um so they show up i have i'm fighting those guys the um, these look straight up like power ranger fucking gears (laughs) there's one that looks like a like a lion or a wolf or something like that. And there's another one that looks like a bird. 
um, fighting those. There's two, actually two fights we have to do with each side uh, because what happens is Billy fires a shot and it misses the mirror. And so he's like, oh, no, i got to recharge a shot. And then we get two cut scenes of us having to fight the guys, fight those two separate fights again. Um, after fighting those, we eventually hit the mark. It goes down. It destroys the second gate. Yay. <laughs> second gate is destroyed. Um, and everybody's like, okay, we only got one gate left. So, um, the, uh, the other gate we realize because we start doing some pinpointing that the gates all form a triangle and in the middle of that triangle is where Solaris is. Well, the other points, the, 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 there can only be the, the last point to make a form of triangle would be up in the like glacier mountain area or in the middle of the ocean. So, you know, we, we try to ask, um, Ellie, Ellie's like, I can't remember. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember any land being around me. So we're like, okay, so it must be under the water down there. And they're like, well, we can't go under the water because, you know, the, your dress will, will basically cave in on itself. You know, it's not like a deep sea diving thing. So we go to the only people who know anything about the water we go back to uh, the Thames to talk to the man of the sea. And um, luckily for us, he helps us out and makes the Jadrassel a nice submarine that can go anywhere. This thing is pretty stacked now. I mean, it can... This thing can do anything now. It can fly. It can be a submarine. It can travel through sand. Uh, it just can't... I don't think it can go through space just yet. So... <laughs> No vacuum of space just yet. Um, so we go under the water. We go to... I can't even remember what the name of it is. It's, it's the, the last... Um, uh, Sargasso. Sargasso is the name of it. It's like this underwater cavern kind of place. Um, it wasn't very difficult traversing this. It was, it was kind of straightforward. There's only like two... Uh, separating paths. One of them goes to a bunch of treasure. Um, and there's like a, um, a force, like a, uh, like a, it's not wind. It's obviously like, just like a jet force pushing us back. So we have to jump. That's how we move through here. We just jump in our gears. Um, there's a few fights and stuff like that, but it's nothing really bad. And we eventually make it to the third gate. When we make it to the third gate, there is, um, Two gears there. One gear, like it's got angel wings on its head, or it's like right on the top. It's like right there on its neck. It looks like it's coming from its head. Um, and there is a pilot in it. Uh, it's a, a young girl with green hair, and she basically only says, "I'll kill you. I'm gonna kill you." And there's another gear there that we don't fight. Um, and he's like basically just talking about it. He's uh, just there for moral support. Yeah, he's just there saying, "I." All right, he says, "I am Rattan, one of the followers of Krillin." And um, he's basically just saying, "Oh, this is we're here to kill." Ermer, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce her damn name. Emerelda. It's not Esmeralda. It's Emerelda. 
uh, she's she's the one. He, he's like, this is Emerelda. She's she's here to stop you from destroying this gate. Um, and then we get into a fight with her. She keeps saying she's going to kill us. Um, she's in this special gear. It looks kind of like something that will probably join our party a little bit later on. In fact, I'll go ahead and say it does. Um, this fight was a bitch. Really? This fight was a bitch and a half for me. Um, I had a Satan, Faye, and I believe Bart was with me. Yeah. No, Ellie. Ellie was with me. Okay. I'm thinking. I can't remember. But, um, I did it yesterday. I can't even fucking remember. But this, this fight, she, she has these fucking moves that, like, hurt everybody. And that move just hurts bad. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just a rough, it's just a rough move. Um, and she can do some pretty hellacious damage to a single individual too. Um, I did beat her, but I, it was one of those. She'd have two guys down to low health, and I'd have to have them heal while one guy was wailing on her. So oh, yeah. it, it, it was a slow burn kind of thing. That's where I was with Shakan, except that he would heal and it would negate any damage that I had been able to do. Yeah. But, um, let's see here. Uh, after that, um, he, uh, uh, the, the other gear that sits back, Rattan or whatever his name is, he kind of just, um, he, he said, he says to Faye, this is like, after all, she is your daughter. So he just basically comes out and says, this is your daughter. And, um, Faye's daughter. Yeah. And um, he he leaves. Um, she starts screaming, um, and there was a um, there's a huge explosion, and that gate is destroyed. Um, as that as while that's right before it, the explosion, I don't, they do not explain this. It basically just shows the Drassel flying out of the ocean, <laughs> and everybody's fine, including the little green haired girl. Um, kind of find out this is that green-haired girl that the Gebler forces took, Shakan took to begin with. The troll doll. Oh, the one that's made of nano machines. Yes. Um, and um, we have a cutscene with her, and she keeps yelling Kim, K I M Kim. Nobody understands what's going on. She keeps saying it to Faye. She's acting all happy and, and stuff. Um, and, uh, he says, my name, you know, my name's Faye, not Kim. And they finally figure out Kim is not necessarily a name. It is a title. And apparently Kim is father. And she recognizes Faye as her father. Although Faye's like, I'm not your father. I may look like him, but I'm not him. And then she's like, well, Kim's older than you, but you are clearly him. And um, she was like, oh, you know, he was there whenever I came out of my tube. Uh, wait, so did Wise Man dropped Faye off at Lahan Village in the beginning, right? Yes. Did Wise Man tell them that his name was Faye or did Faye remember that? I have no idea. It was never explained how Faye knew his name or where he got his name. Okay. He doesn't remember anything else, but... Yeah. Gotcha. 
And so, um, yeah, uh, Faye makes a promise to her that he's going to be stay with her because she's like all scared and shit like that. And um, she joins her party. It's like a 12, like not even 12. It looks like about a five-year-old girl. Um, and she's a badass. <laughs> she is. Badass five-year-old, huh? It's crazy because all of her attacks, she, since she's made out completely out of nanomachines, she can basically transform her body into something. So, like, when she kicks somebody, she turns her legs into, like, screwdrivers and, like, slams them into them, like, drills. It's weird. And she could try to turn her hair into, like, a hammer and hits people with it. But needless to say, what ends up happening is, since we have all three gates destroyed, Solar appears out in the middle of the ocean. This gigantic, like pillar looking thing that eventually it, like it spreads out to where it looks almost like a it looks like a gigantic fan or like an umbrella if you flip it up up like a flip it too far it looks like oh, that it so looks it's like an inverted yeah it's like an inverted fan um and we you know we go back to um Shavat they say hey you guys destroyed it. There is one final. There is one final gate to Solaris. Um, it is in Solaris, obviously, and uh, it is the gate that stops people from coming into Shavat. But we have the ability to uh, close out that barrier for a short period of time to get us in, so we can destroy the gate. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. The the, the last thing I remember uh, was uh, Jesse and um, and Saitan saying talking to each other. Basically, uh, Jesse saying I'm going to uh, Solaris too, saying something about it. He said I'll kill you if you uh, think about changing sides or something <laughs> like that. He he did. Um, and you know, Saitan has a little um, cutscene with his wife, uh, talking about how um, he says, "I've chosen my own path, and there's no turning back." She says, "You will be hurt, and they will be hurt also." Uh, he says, "Indeed, but I could not find any other path to choose. If I happen to overcome, if I happen to be overcome by the dark side, at that point, I have already." She says, "Don't say any more." Hmm. And he's like, "So, Saitan." May turn out to be something we don't know. After that, um, we use um, Maria's gear to open up the um, the portal or open up the, the the force field that's keeping people from getting to Solaris. Fly in, drop us off in Solaris, and now we're in Solaris. And that's where I'm stopping. It's a good place to stop. Yep. Good breakpoint. And that's it. Whew. That's a lot of stuff. It's a lot. We still got a lot more to go. Yes, we do. I'm paying out as much as possible for the next recording. Yep. But I do want to mention we have a couple of iTunes reviews. If you would, please leave us an iTunes review if you're hearing this. I greatly appreciate it. And it helps us out. Helps get our name out there and get other people listening to us. Um, we have one from 
the one and only Jay Lee, the, the guy who writes for us now, <laughs> um, he uh, gave us a four-star review. Why not five? Jay, what the fuck? But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> it says, a trip down memory lane said the show is a good way of remembering some things, uh, some of the greats and not so great games of the past. While there's a lot of I don't know what's going on, the show itself is pretty easy to follow, and it's always nice to hear some new perspectives on some of my old favorite games and see if they've aged well in the eyes of a few entertaining individuals. Thank you very much, Jay. I, I greatly appreciate it. Um, and we have another review, it's five stars, and it's from Pizza Made of Nano Machines. Mm. It says, uh, "Hey Tasty. guys, yeah." It says, "Hey guys, I love your podcast. I just finished playing Xeno Gears, and since it's such a huge, long game, it's nice to hear about someone else's perspective. I missed out on it in the '90s, and after I finished it a few months ago, it's made my top five games." Uh, you guys talked about not getting the religious elements of the game. They don't start really showing up until the second disc, but I promise they're there. Also, Xenogears takes a lot of story elements from all sorts of crazy sources and possible spoilers, Freudian psychology, which I will bring that up. Um, the religion of genocidum, genocidum. All right, you need to realize that I am a redneck from back country Georgia so I don't know half the stuff um, reincarnation and science fiction such as 2001 a space odyssey and childhood's end always love the podcast but please when you get to the deeper parts of the game don't leave out a discussion on the deeper meanings of the story because this is what made this game great to me keep it up thank you pizza made of nanomachines we greatly appreciate it. I hope I make it far enough to entertain a discussion about <laughs> oh, you, the deeper, deeper meanings in this game. You will, and if not, I, I do want to... I'm going to finish this game. Period. Like I've already made up my mind about that. I did not put 36 hours into this game to stop now. So, And, and I'm not having problems with it. It's just long. Yeah. So um, I'm going to finish this game. Uh if we don't finish it for the next episode, I'm going to finish it, and we will have a, I don't know, a homecoming podcast that talks everything about Xeno Gears, like just a big what we thought of it, you know. I just want to get through this because if, yeah. if, if I continue through it more, I'm going to start hating it. It's going to turn into Crimson Gem Saga. <laughs> so... You know, I, I'm going to finish this game. It may actually happen before the next podcast. It may not, but I'm making. I've I've, I've put my foot down. We're we're cutting it off then, because ugh, I'm just ready for something new. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I, and I'm not. I, I agree with you. I I'm not hating this game. It's I'm not so stuck. I've not. Well, at no point so far have I been so stuck that I've hated the game and wanted to walk away from it. Yeah. It, it really is just long. It's just it's just a very very long game. And when when I was thirteen years old, I had the time to devote to this game, but I don't have it now. You know that's the unfortunate fact of getting old. You know I have responsibilities. I have a home to pay for. <laughs> you know so. 
But I do appreciate all the feedback. If you would like to send us an email, you can send me an email at, and we changed it up a little bit. It is now Drew at ZTGD.com. Crazy. Yep. Uh, we're going with our names now. Um, but yeah, you can definitely send me an email there. You can suggest games to us. You can let us know how we're doing on Dino Gears. I'm sure we don't know what the hell we're talking about. I can safely say I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, uh, you can definitely give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at DML Fury, and Matt is at REMGS. Uh, you can tweet to us. I'm there every stinking day. I'm always talking about something stupid, so definitely check definitely check us out there. Leave us an iTunes review. We greatly appreciate it there. And, um, yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying this. It, it seems like we've got the most feedback on this game and near. Those, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, you know, people freaking love this game. People love Xenogears. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I understand it. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think it's a great game. I think it's a fun playing game. I haven't. The combat has never got boring to me. Yeah. And um, I I really do enjoy it, and I'm enjoying what I'm doing so far. It's just it's a very long game, and to try and cover some so so big chunks of sections in in a in a hour and a half podcast is is kind of difficult to do. Right. But um, I'm really enjoying the game, you know. And it, like like I said, I don't remember any of this stuff, so I, it's like I'm playing it over again, you know. And even at 13, I may not have understood everything. So, which I like to think I'm an intelligent person, so maybe I will be able to understand all of this. Um, but the, the the one thing I did want to mention was the Freudian stuff. Id. I don't I don't know how much you know about Freudian psychology. Um, the, the basics. I'm pretty familiar with the basics. Yeah. Well, apparently there's three different. Id, ego, and superego. There you go. And it is supposedly a representation of the natural instincts, the carnal in- instincts of, of yeah. kill or it's be what, killed. What you're born with. Yeah. And so that's that. That's part of it, and I'm sure we'll get into the ego and superegos later on. Perhaps Kim is the superego, and Faye is the ego, as well as reincarnation and other things like that. So I don't, I, hell if I know what's going to happen. The second disc, apparently there's a mini revelations that take place. So, but anyway, we're going to leave you guys with that. I know this was kind of a longer podcast, but, um, we will be back next week, uh, with, uh, the conclusion of Xeno gears. And if we don't finish it, then we will sometime yeah, in the near we future, it. we will revisit it and we will talk about everything. But anyway, After that, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. We'll catch you guys next week with our conclusion of Xenogears. You guys have a great one. Bye.